We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, 2022 it is, January 2nd. Hope everyone's doing well. Nice Sunday, folks. And this is the start of a new era for us. Many of you have been with me since uh, November 19th, 2019. I appreciate you when we first started. And we're going to continue on and just get better and better as we go along. I'll have more guests this year. And one thing that we're going to start doing is if a person cancels, that's it. We go on to someone else. We're not even going to waste any time looking up, trying to get them. And uh, here's a question I want to ask you. Now, I want you to respond on anchor.fm backslash romantic truth backslash message. You can leave a verbal message. If you had a choice of living or moving to any city for love, where would it be? And the only thing you have to do is just say the city and why. And what we're going to do is we'll go and podcast them, podcast your responses. It's not a confrontational thing or anything like that. We just want to know. So in that way, we'll have an idea. And then who knows? We may do a show from those locations. You never know. All right, folks. We're going to get to the topic. Ten things that men dislike about women. I'm going to give you two right off the bat. We're going to talk about these first two. The first one, of course, is, I hate to say it, drum roll please. And the first is, of course, sharing intimate details. And the second, of course, is sharing secrets. Now, there are two different ways of looking at this. Let's look at the sharing intimate details. I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me a while back. I was with a friend of mine. She and I were platonic friends. Never thought about anything intimate between each other. She had a nice body, beautiful face. But we both had dated other people, and we were too busy in our own throes of life. Well, we went to Santa Monica one night, went to a nice fish house, got full, and at the time, we both didn't feel like driving home, so we checked in a hotel, and this hotel only had one bed, and so at first we were trying to figure out, oh, how are we going to sleep with, you know. And so she went in, took off her clothes, took a shower. No problem. She comes out of the shower, 
dripping wet, leans over and says, you're coming in the shower, right? I said, yeah. She says, well, let's save water and you come in with me. So I did. We went on and during this time, we were washing each other's bodies, private parts and all. And she became fixated on my member. Well, after we finished, she wanted to definitely dry it off and everything. And she was like, well, you know, um, I don't know how we're going to do this tonight, but how are we going to feel about each other after we finish, if we do it? And I'm like, let's quit being analytical and just let's do it. Now, at this point, she's getting back, undoing her robe and all the rest. And I'm straight up, I mean, harder than harder can get. And she makes sure she crawls in the bed and she looks back at me. And what I did was I took my manhood and beat it against the door three times. And then started going for Well, didn't think nothing of it. Two weeks later, having lunch with one of her friends and her, this friend says so. How many times you beat it against the door again? And they started laughing. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. This partner of mine, Brynn, had told this woman every intimate detail about us. And so I knew then, uh uh-uh, we're not doing this ever again. Well, that wasn't the bad part about it. The lady he told that she told us to called me up a few days later asking if she could come over. She wanted to talk. Reluctantly, I said, okay, because this woman had a nice body, nice shape, and she was a nice person. But there was no hanky-panky or nothing like that. At least for me. This woman sat there in my living room and told me everything, every thought that my friend had about me, everything she knew about me this woman knew. Now, it wasn't bad or compromising or anything like that, but I just thought it was kind of odd that she would share all of those things. And then she tells me, you know, if I was really a low-down woman, I would have taken everything she told me and weaponized it and got you for myself. Fortunately, this lady was getting ready to get engaged. And she told me, she says, she doesn't know it yet, but our friendship is over and she's not coming to my wedding. And this is when I found out how shitty that so-called friend of mine I had was. But you never know with people. You don't have a crystal ball. Now, I'm not dragging her over the mud or nothing like that. But what I am saying is that, ladies, overall, you're going to have to really watch yourself and watch what you share, especially with your girlfriends. I always tell you, that girlfriend is so enthusiastic about the guy you're dating, she's like, oh, girl, he is fine. If you don't want him, I want him, that kind of thing. Trust her, believe her, she does. And she will try to get it. I will tell you, ladies, many of your friends, (laughs) mm-mm-mm. 
Now, another thing, too. And this is one of the things I like about this show, because I could be just as honest because of one thing. The reason being, because I'm comfortable with telling the truth. Because what happens a lot of times with folks, they get caught up. They get caught up in themselves, their image, what they're trying to project. Except of the opinion that either a person would like me for who I am or hate me for who I'm not. I'm cool with that. But here's the thing I will say. When it comes down to secrets, when it comes down to intimacy, you don't want to do that. I'll give you an, an example of this. Me and my wife, my ex-wife, we were out one night at this party, and it was this couple there. Didn't know their names, didn't know who they were. And they were always over the top talking about the celebrities they knew and, you know, all of these th- you know things. And this woman, and I could tell that he was kind of pissed off that she said this. She said, oh, we don't just keep assets around the house. We have gold bars here, and we have silver bars there, and we have this, and we have that. And in our study, we have so many hundreds of thousands of dollars hidden away. And at this point, everybody's looking at each other like, why are you going this, that, and the third with that? I mean, you've already proven your point that you're wealthy. Everybody gets it. Why are you going there? And so her husband gave her a look as if to say, if I could get away with it, I'd choke the shit out of you right here. And after she caught herself and realized she had gone too far, she pulled it back, didn't hear a peep out of her the rest of the night. And the funny thing was, the host of the party... I asked them, who was that couple? She said, I don't know. It was a friend of a friend. I was like, wow. So you run across people like that. And the thing is, ladies, you don't want to be that lady. You don't want to be that woman that's talking too much about secrets. That woman that's talking too much about things that are intimate. Now, when you get mad, a lot of times you want to vent, you want to, you know, tell people things about him that would hurt him. But you're also hurting yourself. That's what you're doing. You're feeling the pain too. But you're feeling double the pain because the people are looking at you and saying, yeah, you complained about this guy, but you're with him. You're sleeping with him. You're sucking his dick. You're with him. You're letting him eat you out. You're with him. So what is the difference? And that's what they look at. And that's what they hold you to and they judge you by. A lot of people don't like hearing that, but that's the way it is. You know, one of the things that I had to learn, and it took me a while to do this, Your honesty can also work against you if you're too honest with people. If you tell them too much about yourself, too much of the truth, they will weaponize it. Why would they do this? They would do this in order to get an equity stake in you. A lot of insecure people do this so you won't leave them. 
So, you want to be measured. And it's difficult to do at times. Sometimes you might run across somebody you really like and everything's great with them and then all of a sudden everything takes a left turn and you're like, what the hell? It can happen. And it does. See, it would be nice if we could predict every situation we're faced with when it comes to relationships, come to dating. You don't know what's going to happen. I remember one time I dated a woman for four years. Four years. And we were dating off and on. It wasn't a steady, like, four-year stint where we were just exclusive. Oh, no. She wanted a sabbatical here and there. Uh, what else did we do? She had sabbatical. We got back together during the summer. It was a weird relationship. And I couldn't take it seriously anymore. So it's like every time I saw her, I was like, well, you know, if we get together, I'm wearing a condom. Why are you wearing a condom? We're a couple. Hell, I don't know where you've been. You <laughs> faded out for a few weeks. And before I knew it, she was telling her girlfriend, Girl, don't you know he got me wearing a... He wanted to wear a condom with me? What does he think I am? I think he's been messing around. I think he's been cheating, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, no, I haven't been cheating. I haven't been sleeping with anyone else. Because I usually go for relationships where it's going to lead somewhere. The worst thing, and the last thing I want to do, have a one-night stand with a woman... And then look at it and say, damn, can't hit that pussy again. See, that's that's the thing. That's the reason why I'd rather not. So if I do go all the way, I know that, hey, this is not a one-time only. Because as men, we like to come back. Ladies, if what you got cooking is good between your thighs, that man's coming back like he's coming to a home-cooked meal. That's the way it is. And once he does that, you alone, who you are, is making him come back. Not just the sex. It's the whole ensemble. Because see, if he's just coming back for the sex, half the time what he's going to do is just drop his pants, lift your skirt up, pull your panties to the side, and that's it. But you ladies know the difference between a man when he's just horny after sex and when he's ready to make passionate love to your ass. You notice the difference. You know the difference because he makes love to your whole body. He's going everywhere. He's going all out. He's hitting on every cylinder. He's got the foreplay going the whole nine. And I'll tell you something else, ladies. When I used to be out on the dating scene, a lot of you ladies would vent about your husbands, about what they're not doing. And guess what you were doing? Putting out his secrets, putting out his confidential information. So that you can get the reaction of a man to pick pick up on you with your offer. And I'll admit it was very tempting. But the way I looked at it was, just like she's spilling tea about him to me, she'll do the same shit if I was with her. And that's the way I looked at it. Now, there are some men out there that will spill tea on you, ladies. Let's be straight up with it. 
they'll go out there and they'll purge. And usually the guy that will do this will be the guy that's going through that last desperate measure to get to that woman that he couldn't get in high school. That fine woman that's, you know, kind of putting that carrot out there in front of him. Oh yeah, as far as he's concerned, he's going to throw your ass under the bus, over the bus, beside the bus, if you're his woman to get to this other woman. And if he gets caught with this other woman by you, he doesn't care. Because he's just going to say, hey, I ain't got no excuse. Because he wanted that pussy so bad, he was willing to forfeit you for it. And he will do it. So, overall, ladies, what it comes down to in this main thing, if you don't get nothing out of this, don't share your confidential information with your man to anyone else. And don't share his secrets, whatever they are. If he's got a little dick, a 25-inch dick, whatever it is, don't share it with others. Women find out something that's positive about this man, they're going to come just like cockroaches when the lights are off. And they're going to scatter when you turn those lights on. More in a moment, ladies. All right, the next thing, the third thing, of course, in this list that men hate is being portrayed as the bad cop, especially in front of children, family, or friends. Now, some women will do this as a safe haven. Now, what I mean by this is they might have done something wrong, maybe overspent in a family budget or something of that sort. So what they will do instead They will try to position themselves to make it seem as though he's cheap, he's not allowing her to spend money. In other words, to make him look as if he's doing something bad when he's holding her accountable. Ladies, I'm telling you, this shit right here will drive men crazy to a point where they will cheat on you because of this very thing. Because once they start feeling underappreciated or unappreciated, You know when we talk about men cheat out of opportunity based on low self-esteem? This will get him to ground zero quicker than anything else. Because he feels like the bad guy. The kids have turned against him. You're against him. You got your girlfriends and friends against him. So at this point, he's going to be the martyr. And so he's going to go to this other woman. And tell her what's going on. And don't let her be one of your friends who has called you out on something and you've kind of ignored her on it. And now she has an opportunity to lend an ear to this man. Let me tell you something. The first chance she gets where she can open her legs up with him, she will do it. Because she's going to have all the ammunition she needs from him when he purges to her about feeling the way he does. And the same holds true for her telling him about the things you've done. I'm just telling you. The thing is you want to treat each other with respect. And as long as both of you are accountable to each other, yeah, honey, I know I've overspent, but, you know, we'll work it out. We'll we'll try to make ends meet with it. Okay, honey, could you be 
please be considerate and not overspend like that again. Yeah, you're right. Both of you walk away with your dignity. But if it's like, here you go, overspending again. Damn it, give me that credit card. You don't have the discipline to even know how to spend properly. Being treated like a child. So you can see how a woman could take that from a man's perspective and make him the bad guy. Mom, dad, yeah, he took my credit cards. I don't know what's gotten into him. And he's in the background irate and yelling. Of course, what are they going to think? Who are they going to side with? Do it in front of the kids. The kids see that they're like, Mommy, Daddy's always angry. He's always upset with you. Something's wrong with Daddy. But they never look at what Mommy did. The bad cop thing, ladies, is not a good look. I'm telling you. A lot of you do this. The other thing that we have to consider with this bad cop thing is that a lot of you many at the time will not only use this as victimhood for yourself, but you will vilify, vilify him in such a way. And don't be one of these women who vilifies him in public and then try to pull it back when you and the person you're purged to are in the company of him. Because that person that you've motivated and revved up to be pissed off at him may unleash on him on your behalf. And let me tell you what happens with that. They go out there and they let this person have it verbally, your girlfriend or whomever. You know, you ought to be shaming yourself, treating her like a child, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you're sitting there trying to, girl, I got this, I got that's my man. Don't be talking about him like that. And then you side with your man. You lose credibility from your girl, but you also lose credibility from your man. And now that leaves you by yourself. I've seen it happen. Be careful. Now, the next. Bringing up the past. Oh, yes. This is a bad one. And when this happens is when men don't mind you bringing up the past if it's relevant. The problem with a lot of women doing emotional arguments is that they'll bring up something from the past that's irrelevant and try to make it relevant because it was compromising or embarrassing at the time to him. This is deflecting. You do this with your man, ladies, too many times, that other woman is going to get him because he's going to give himself to her. These are the behaviors that men do not like, and a lot of men will never tell you this. They keep it to themselves and they keep it under their breath. That's right. A lot of guys, don't, they don't argue with you. They just walk away and whatever, whatever you say, dear, okay, honey, okay, dear. And that's how that works. So you may think initially 
that it'll be a situation where the two of you could probably maybe work things out. But if the argument escalates, and this is the reason why you don't want to do it name-calling, this is the reason why you don't want to deal with things such as bringing up sensitive things that may hurt that person in a way that cannot be repaired. This is the reason why you leave the past alone because you're going to bring up something in the past. And what do they usually bring up, fellas? Fellas, you're listening. What do they usually bring up? Infidelity that you've participated in the past. That is usually what they will bring up. The next thing they will bring up, of course, if you ever laid hands on this woman or yelled at her, that's going to be another thing they're going to bring up. See, these are milestones. And here's the reason why I tell you. Ladies, if a man has ever hit you, you don't need to be in that relationship. Now, a lot of you think I'm crazy for saying this, right? Because, oh yeah, he did it once, he used to do it, but he doesn't do it anymore. (laughs) It's just like saying a snake that bit you only had enough venom just to bite you and make you sick. That snake still produces venom to bite your ass again. Yeah, but you can't judge everybody a book by its cover. You got to give them a second chance. Some of you women know damn well that you've given your boyfriends and husbands second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chances. And he's beat your ass. He choked you. Some of you put, put you in the hospital. I get your emails. I read them. And you put up with this shit and you go right back like some dumbass every time. See, I'm not going to coddle you like a, rest, a lot of these other dating coaches or whatever the hell you call them, gurus. I'm not going to coddle you on this. If you got an opportunity to leave a situation that may cost you your life and your children's lives, you need to take that opportunity when it becomes available. Coping with it is not the answer because at one point, the escalation is going to continue until it gets to a point, until it gets past a point of no return. Making up excuses is not an answer. Deflecting is not an answer. But what I'm saying though, also is bringing up those kind of issues when they're not related to what you guys are disputing may bring up some of those old sentiments that may cause a recurrence in that behavior. That's the thing you have to watch. But like I told you, if you're in a relationship and a man has put his hands on you already, you're a damn fool. I wouldn't even date a woman. I remember one lady told me one night, she said, yeah, he hit me yesterday and um, he apologized and he said it won't happen again. And I said, you're here in a nightclub sitting with me and you haven't packed your bags and left. No, I think we could work things out. Okay. When he beat your ass again, let me know. And she got upset because I didn't have that compassion. A few weeks passed by. 
I see her. She's got all kind of makeup around her eyes. And some of the women were making fun of her. I went over to speak to her. She wouldn't even look up at me. And I could tell it whooped her ass again. She was ashamed. And they say the kids, they say the lifestyle, they say the house, they say all of these excuses. When it's safe and they have a chance to get away, a lot of them don't take it because they think it's going to get better. And it doesn't. Same thing for you guys because a lot of you guys take a lot of ass whoopings from women because, not because you are afraid of them, they talk shit because they can slap you and hit you because they got the law on their side. When you haul off and knock the hell out of one of them, everybody's crying. Then you're the jerk. Then you this, you're that, you're this. And ladies, this is the reason why I tell you to leave these men alone when they're angry. Let them walk away and, and cool down because they got more upper body strength than you in most cases. You don't want to do that well. Why do you think they don't they don't have male chimpanzees in movies for the most part? Those are some violent motherfuckers. They only have female chimpanzees. Excuse my French, folks, but I'm just being honest with you. A male chimpanzee will rip a man's arm completely off. This is the reason why they use female chimpanzees in movies. And what I mean by this is, proportionally, they know they can't work with actors. Ladies, you got to start thinking about this way with men. Hitting these men, throwing stuff at them, calling them names and stuff like that. It's best just to walk away and not be in a relationship. If you got to do all that to be in a relationship, you got a problem. So does he, both of y'all. Plain and simple. Now, let's look at a couple of other things here. When it comes down to this situation, where you're bringing up things from the past, you got to be careful. Because you may open up a can of worms that may lead back to you. And if it was something that pissed him off worse than what you said to piss him off, it could it could end very badly for both of you. Doesn't need to. You should be able to avoid these things and argue and deal with the situation at hand only. That's what makes you grow. That's what makes you guys work together and build together. You're going to go through some hard times. You're going to go through some bad spots. You're going to go through some controversial times. You're going to go through some challenging times. That's what relationships are. They are W-O-R-K for L-O-V-E. If it was so damn easy, everybody would be in one. But the reason why they're so difficult is because we are individuals and we have to get along with each other in some kind of ways. Why do you think so many people insulate themselves and sign up on dating sites and the only thing they want to do is just float around and date a whole bunch of people and never get serious? 
because they're afraid of the responsibility and they don't like the work involved. So they wind up wasting people's time. But they don't see it that way because they're having fun. Just like the lady I went out with years ago, right out here in Vegas, met on plenty of fish. And she felt as though she was entitled just to go out. She didn't have to spend that much money on her food because these guys were taking her out every other night, including during the week. So she didn't have to, the only thing she had to worry about buying was just breakfast and coffee, those kind of things. But dinner was already taken care of. Lunch, the only thing she had to do was just get a little bit of groceries for that. But dinner, the main courses, she didn't have to worry about that. She didn't have to worry about drinks. But the thing was, she was never going to get serious with the guy. And when she told me that that night, she thought that <clears throat> you should get over it. No, we're not a couple. Oh, I'm just going out with you because you invited me out. And she was content with that. And you have some that are. More in a moment, folks. Confused by my own feelings right now. I was just sitting cross-legged and I farted really hard and it shot up the front and it felt way better than I expected. And the first is, of course, sharing intimate details. And the second, of course, is sharing secrets. Now, there are two different ways of looking at this. Let's look at the sharing intimate details. I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me a while back. I was with a friend of mine. She and I were platonic friends. Never thought about anything intimate between each other. She had a nice body, beautiful face. But we both had dated other people and we were too busy in our own throes of life. Well, we went to Santa Monica one night, went to a nice fish house, got full. And at the time, we both didn't feel like driving home. So we checked in a hotel. And this hotel only had one bed. And so, at first we were trying to figure out, oh, how are we going to sleep with you know. And so she went in, took off her clothes, took a shower. No problem. She comes out of the shower, dripping wet, leans over and says, you're coming in the shower, right? I said, yeah. She says, well, let's save water and you come in with me. So I did. We went on, and during this time, we were washing each other's bodies, private parts and all, and she became fixated on my member. Well, after we finished, she wanted to definitely dry it off and everything, and she was like, well, you know, um, I don't know how we're going to do this tonight, but... How are we going to feel about each other after we finish, if we do it? And I'm like, let's quit being analytical and just, let's do it. Now, at this point, 
she's getting back and doing her robe and all the rest. And I'm straight up, I mean, harder than harder can get. And she makes sure she crawls in the bed and she looks back at me. And what I did was I took my manhood and beat it against the door three times. And then started going forward. Well, didn't think nothing of it. Two weeks later, having lunch with one of her friends and her, this friend said, so how many times you beat it against the door again? And they started laughing. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. This partner of mine, friend, had told this woman every intimate detail about us. And so I knew then, uh-uh, we're not doing this ever again. Well, that wasn't the bad part about it. The lady he told that she told us to called me up a few days later, asking if she could come over. She wanted to talk. Reluctantly, I said, okay, because this woman had a nice body, nice shape, and she was a nice person. But there was no hanky-panky or nothing like that, at least for me. This woman sat there in my living room and told me everything, every thought that my friend had about me, everything she knew about me, this woman knew. Now, it wasn't bad or compromising or anything like that, but I just thought it was kind of odd that she would share all of those things. And then she tells me, you know, if I was really a low-down woman, I would have taken everything she told me and weaponized it and got you for myself. Fortunately, this lady was getting ready to get engaged. And she told me, she says, she doesn't know it yet, but our friendship is over and she's not coming to my wedding. And this is when I found out how shitty that so-called friend of mine I had was. But you never know with people. You don't have a crystal ball. Now, I'm not dragging her over the mud or nothing like that. But what I am saying is that ladies overall, you're going to have to really watch yourself and watch what you share, especially with your girlfriends. I always tell you, that girlfriend that's so enthusiastic about the guy you're dating, she's like, oh girl, he is fine. If you don't want him, I want him, that kind of thing. Trust her, believe her, she does. And she will try to get it. I will tell you, ladies, many of your friends, <laughs> Now, another thing too, and this is one of the things I like about this show, because I can be just as honest because of one thing. The reason being, because I'm comfortable with telling the truth. Because what happens a lot of times with folks, they get caught up. They get caught up in themselves, their image, what they're trying to project. So I'm of the opinion that either a person would like me for who I am or hate me for who I'm not. I'm cool with that. But here's the thing I will say. When it comes down to secrets, when it comes down to intimacy, you don't want to do that. 
I'll give you an, an example of this. Me and my wife, my ex-wife, we were out one night at this party, and it was this couple there. Didn't know their names, didn't know who they were. And they were always over the top talking about the celebrities they knew and, you know, all of these, th- you know, things. And this woman, and I could tell that he was kind of pissed off that she said this. She said, oh, we don't just keep assets around the house. We have gold bars here, and we have silver bars there, and we have this, and we have that. And in our study, we have so many hundreds of thousands of dollars hidden away. And at this point, everybody's looking at each other like, why are you going this, that, and the third with that? I mean, you've already proven your point that you're wealthy. Everybody gets it. Why are you going there? And so her husband gave her a look as if to say, if I could get away with it, I'd choke the shit out of you right here. And after she caught herself and realized she had gone too far, she pulled it back, didn't hear a peep out of her the rest of the night. And the funny thing was, the host of the party, I asked them, who was that couple? And she said, I don't know. It was a friend of a friend. I was like, wow. So you run across people like that. And the thing is, ladies, you don't want to be that lady. You don't want to be that woman that's talking too much about secrets. That woman that's talking too much about things that are intimate. Now, when you get mad, a lot of times you want to vent. You want to, you know, tell people things about him that would hurt him. But you're also hurting yourself. That's what you're doing. You're feeling the pain too. But you're feeling double the pain because the people are looking at you and saying, yeah, you're complaining about this guy, but you're with him. You're sleeping with him. You're sucking his dick. You're with him. You're letting him eat you out. You're with him. So what is the difference? And that's what they look at. And that's what they hold you to and they judge you by. A lot of people don't like hearing that, but that's the way it is. You know, one of the things that I had to learn, and it took me a while to do this, your honesty can also work against you if you're too honest with people. If you tell them too much about yourself, too much of the truth, they will weaponize it. And why would they do this? They would do this in order to get an equity stake in you. A lot of insecure people do this so you won't leave them. So, you want to be measured. And it's difficult to do at times. Sometimes you might run across somebody you really like and everything's great with them and then all of a sudden everything takes a left turn and you're like, what the hell? It can happen. And it does. See, it would be nice if we could predict every situation we're faced with when it comes to relationships, come to dating. You don't know what's going to happen. I remember one time I dated a woman for four years. Four years. And we were dating off and on. It wasn't a steady, like, four-year stint where we were just exclusive. Oh, no. She wanted a sabbatical here and there. 
Uh, what else did we do? She had a sabbatical. We got back together during the summer. It was a weird relationship. And I couldn't take it seriously anymore. So it's like every time I saw her, I was like, well, you know, if we get together, I'm wearing a condom. Why are you wearing a condom? We're a couple. Hell, I don't know where you've been. You <laughs> faded out for a few weeks. And before I knew it, she was telling her girlfriend, girl, don't you know he got me wearing a, he wanted to wear a condom with me? What does he think I am? I think he's been messing around. I think he's been cheating, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, no, I haven't been cheating. I haven't been sleeping with anyone else. Because I usually go for relationships where it's going to lead somewhere. The worst thing, the last thing I want to do, have a one-night stand with a woman, and then look at it and say, damn, can't hit that pussy again. See, that's, that's the thing. That's the reason why I'd rather not. So if I do go all the way, I know that, hey, this is not a one-time only. Because as men, we like to come back. Ladies, if what you got cooking is good between your thighs, that man's coming back like he's coming to a home-cooked meal. That's the way it is. And once he does that, you alone, who you are, is making him come back. Not just the sex. It's the whole ensemble. Because see, if he's just coming back for the sex, half the time what he's going to do is just drop his pants, lift his skirt up, pull your panties to the side, and that's it. But you ladies know the difference between a man when he's just horny after sex and when he's ready to make passionate love to your ass. You notice the difference. You know the difference because he makes love to your whole body. He's going everywhere. He's going all out. He's hitting on every cylinder. He's got the foreplay going the whole night. And I'll tell you something else, ladies. When I used to be out on the dating scene, a lot of you ladies would vent about your husbands, about what they're not doing. And guess what you were doing? Putting out his secrets, putting out his confidential information. So that you can get the reaction of a man to pick, pick up on you with your offer. And I'll admit it was very tempting. But the way I looked at it was, just like she's spilling tea about him to me, she'll do the same shit if I was with her. And that's the way I looked at it. Now there's some men out there that will spill tea on you ladies. Let's be straight up with it. They'll go out there and they'll purge. And usually the guy that will do this will be the guy that's going through that last desperate measure to get to that woman that he couldn't get in high school. That fine woman that's, you know, kind of putting that carrot out there in front of him. Oh yeah, as far as he's concerned, he's going to throw your ass under the bus, over the bus, beside the bus if you're his woman to get to this other woman. And if he gets caught with this other woman by you, he doesn't care. Because he's just going to say, hey, I ain't got no excuse. Because he wanted that pussy so bad, he was willing to forfeit you for it. And he will do it. So, overall, ladies, 
what it comes down to in this main thing, if you don't get nothing out of this, don't share your confidential information with your man to anyone else. And don't share his secrets, whatever they are. If he's got a little dick, a 25-inch dick, whatever it is, don't share it with others. Women find out something that's positive about this man, they're going to come just like cockroaches when the lights are off. And they're going to scatter when you turn those lights on. More in a moment, ladies. got my kids electric toothbrushes for Christmas and I just heard one of them using it and I just realized how thin my walls are and I wonder how many times my kids think I brush my teeth. So when we left we talked about the laundry list. That was number four. Basically laundry list being of course, bringing up the past. Now, some of you ladies will bring up things in incremental order, step by step, everything that you couldn't stand, everything that you hated. And what that does, more so than anything, it gets to a point where the man tunes you out. It doesn't work, it's like nagging, but on steroids. Now, Number five. Number five has to do with not admitting when you're wrong. One of the hardest things in the world to do, especially for men too, not admitting you are wrong. You're going to argue, you're going to go, you're going to deflect, you're going to defend, you're going to make excuses instead of saying, I'm sorry. That means silent treatment, no pussy, whatever it takes to keep that man in line. And the way you keep him in line is by just what you do. Not admitting you're wrong. Because you feel as though if you admit you're wrong, you want to have one victory. And this is where a lot of people get it twisted, just like men do. You want to have that one victory. Just let me be right this one time. Even though I'm wrong. You're begging to be right. Because it's not even that. You're begging to be heard. Whether you're right or wrong is irrelevant. And you come up with an erroneous argument. Just so that you could appear to be right. And make yourself feel good enough. To think that. Hey I'm okay. It's sad to say, but people are this way. Now, let's carry on. Another thing. I would call the yin-yang attitude. What is this, ladies? That's that apathy that you have. You put yourself in a state of indifference with them. This is when you try to freeze them out, for instance, or exile them emotionally. 
and men hate being exiled. Women hate having their emotions ignored. So you have to ask yourself, which is the lesser of the two poisons? In any case, both of you are wrong to take this approach. But some of you do in a childish way, of course. I want you to think about one thing. You're in a relationship. That time that you're mad at somebody, I want you to add that time up. I mean, from the minute you start being upset with that person till the time you guys are actually talking again and really working together in the relationship. And I want you to add that time up and see how much of that time you could have spent making love to that person instead of angry and upset with them. You keep doing that over time, you realize you're starting to do, you lose days, weeks, and months. And you guys could work it out. Something that'll take about 15 to 20 minutes to work out. You go on weeks, sometimes months, not speaking to each other or barely speaking to each other about a situation that really doesn't even matter. It's all about somebody being right, somebody being the victor, somebody winning. Gotta let that shit go, ladies. Fellas, you do too. Gotta let it go. Work with the problem that you are faced with. Don't try to be super creative. Just work with the problem. Fix it. And go forward. We're going to talk more in just a moment about a couple of other things, too, in this list of items. But one thing I want to tell you right now as well, when it comes down to a situation where you're at a point of still proving yourself in a relationship to your partner. That means you've done a piss poor job in that relationship as a partner. See, by the time you're in a full-fledged relationship with someone, that partner should have enough confidence in your judgment and in you to rely on you. But when you still don't feel as though you've made it in there and you're still trying and you're still trying, that reflects on you, which will reflect on your partner for him or her to say, I don't know if I've got a confident partner whether I've got someone who has an insecurity that's so bad that I don't know whether or not this person is going to be strong enough to endure the relationship. Well, you have to look at it that way. You're not asking for perfection, folks. Only thing you're asking for is a sense of normal confidence. That's it. You know how we give ourselves confidence. We, you know, oh yeah, I'll be over. I'll be over to the meeting in in 20 minutes. Which means that you have the confidence that you're going to be there in 20 minutes, and you're going to drive over there. Provided there are no issues along the way. Nothing's wrong with that. That's the way you look at relationships. And from that way, it builds confidence with your partner. 
as opposed to, well, I don't know because something might happen. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I better walk over there instead of drive. You start to say, well, wait a minute, shit, what's going on? Exuding that confidence is everything. And that's what it takes. All right. Another thing, too, that comes up from time to time. When it comes down to this whole situation. Oh, excuse me. My stomach was acting up there. When it comes to the situation of someone getting to a point in the relationship where they're trying to sabotage one of the parties. Now, men and women do this on occasion. When they're at a point and they feel as though they don't have a voice in the relationship, and so now they're going to do a protest in a way that's going to damage the relationship, infringe on the growth of it, and at this point, the person doesn't care. And so it's a lot of emotional recklessness that will take place. And some people may act out by doing it that way. Others may decide to go and cheat. Like the one lady who thought her husband was cheating on her. And so what she did, she took a whole bunch of pictures of her going out to this bar with this guy and laying all up under him and everything only to find out the guy was not, her husband was not cheating on her. But what he was trying to do was organize a trip for her and him to take. And he was working overtime, but didn't want her to know it. Everybody on this job was in on it. And everybody also found out when he found out about the picture she had taken because he came to work, he was crushed. And again, he did something that I wouldn't advise women to do, you know, about sharing things. Well, he shared it with his coworkers, so naturally they vilified her. And she was trying to figure out a way of redeeming herself. And it's like, how do you? Very difficult to do. Because once the people have their opinion cast in, in stone, very seldom will they change it. Very seldom will they change it. Now, another thing that people will use. People, ladies, you're known for this. Using intimacy and sex as a double-edged sword, as a threat and or a reward. This is never a good thing. Because I'm going to tell you, the odds are against you on that one. Because there's another woman out there waiting to open her legs to your man, arms in a heartbeat. And she will take your man as he is. So all those negative things you say about him, trust me, one woman's junk is another woman's treasure. And she'll be more than glad to take him, clean him up, dust him off, and go forward. All right. Another element. 
women who don't respect privacy. Now, let me explain something about this particular thing. Privacy means you're not picking up his cell phone looking in through the numbers. And he shouldn't do that to you either. I always tell you, your cell phone is just like your toothbrush. Just like your wallet. None of his damn business. I don't give a damn if you're dating or married. That's off limits. That's where the integrity of your relationship has to come in. That's where the trust between the two of you have to stand tall. There it is. If you suspect cheating or infidelity, ask them straight up. Sometimes they'll mess around and tell you. I remember a lady one time asked me, she said, do you cheat? I said, no. She said, you lying? I said, no, I'm not. She said, every man cheats. I said, not this one. She said, what makes you so noble? I said, because several things will happen to me if I cheated. One, I'm going to start laughing because I know I'm not going to get away with it because I'm going to tell a lie and I'm not going to be able to finish that lie because I'm going to be laughing so hard because it's not going to make any sense. To me, lies don't make sense. First of all, second thing more so than anything, I'm going to more than likely call you the woman's name because I probably forget your name or forget her name or call you by both of the names. So if her name is Brianna and your name is Debbie, I probably might call you Debbie Brianna or Brianna Debbie. And you know something's wrong. And she was like, that's weird. I said, yeah, but I'm honest about that. That's the reason why I, I, I never even bother with cheating. It's too much of a hassle. I've seen too many people get caught at it. I know I'm not good at it. I never ever wanted to be a criminal in my life because I knew I'd be the worst criminal ever. I knew that I couldn't be a slave after going and trying to pick some cotton at my uh, uncle's plantation. Well, not plantation, but uh, farmhouse. Uh, what they call that back then? Sharecropping place in Mississippi. I got a damn thorn in my thumb from picking that little piece of cotton. I said, hell no. They would have had to sell my ass. You know what? I would have just gone to the master and just said, look, y'all can send my ass back as a manufacturer's defect. You'll probably get a rebate and who knows, you might even get your money back. But I know I ain't the dude for this. So it wouldn't have never worked. I'd have been the worst slave ever. They were written in the history books about me. But Let's get back to what I'm talking about here. And what that comes down to is that we have to really look at things when we start talking about privacy and respect in the context of treating each other with dignity and understanding and giving our partner that private space that they deserve and not crowding it and invading it not accusing them of things without evidence and without proof. And also, another thing, where we get to a point when you talk about the sex as punishment. See, I had a friend of mine and he used to come home late from work because he would go out to the bar and drink a lot. Well, his wife always thought that he was out cheating. And she would make the rounds when she'd make the phone calls. She'd call me around 8.30. Hey, is Ralph over now? Mm -mm. Well, he said he'll be with you. Well, I haven't seen him tonight. 
Okay, thank you. Well, what started to happen? She started cutting Ralph off. By the way, I cleared this with Ralph and his wife already. This is the way it used to be with them. Not anymore by no stretch. And she got to the point she cut him off. And she made no bones about it. She told a lot of people about, oh yeah, I cut him off every time he does this. Well, one time, he said, you can cut me off, I don't care. And he thought he had a little side piece going on. Until side piece started asking more of his time and money. And he was like, well, I'm the man, you the woman. I put it to you this way. I don't know between the time he told that woman that and the time he got back home, who whooped his ass. But when he came home, yeah, his shirt was torn. Somebody whooped his ass. His wife called me laughing. And she said, let me go and get him over to the doctor. But this is funny as hell. But one thing you got to remember, folks, more than anything, sex should never be weaponized in a relationship. It should never be weaponized. Because when you do this, it puts it in a context where that person can never trust you again. And here's the thing you have to remember. Because see, this goes with the exiling of men. This reason why men hate exiling so much. Exiling means that the woman will go around you. She may do everything, like cook your breakfast, leave it there on the stove. She's not interacting with you. She's just doing the duties just to barely make herself functional in the marriage or relationship. But what it comes down to more so than anything is that what she is doing is she's making it abundantly clear that she wants you to feel her pain. Ladies, we get that. But here's the problem with that strategy. We emotionally detach from you at that point. We isolate ourselves from you. We don't include you in any of our activities. We try to stay busy. And busy means if we find another woman, she's going to get our time. She's going to get all of the things we want. Now, some of you are asking, well, what about you? Would you do something like this? Would you cheat? Would you do? No, I would leave your ass. I'll tell you straight up. I wouldn't even mess around. Because I already have detachment issues. So it would not be hard for me at all to detach from a woman. I don't give a damn how long I've been with her. If something like that came about and we could not work things out or work through things, this is the reason why I'm such an advocate on working situations out because once I leave, I never come back. It's not about pride or anything else. I look at it like this. I look at having relationships like when you're in a relationship, you have a fresh kill. And you're eating that meat. Making love to the woman, being with the woman, enjoying the relationship. And once you raise up off that kill, other scavengers and animals eat that corpse. 
And at that point, you don't want to be there anymore. So you don't go back. I know it sounds crazy, but like Bruce Hornsby says, that's the way it is. Some things will never change. So, these are things we have to address and we have to look at as couples and quit allowing our partners to go and feel like they're going it alone, whether you're a man or a woman. And we'll talk more in just a moment. Oh, give me that. Bad girl. Come here. Tell how bad do you want to be? Don't you? Don't you want to be bad? Now, the last two components of this uh, 10 things has to do with, one, women who chronically complain. We hate this with a triple passion. See, the reason, and I'm going to tell you something, and this is to help a lot of you ladies in the feminist movement understand something. It's not that men are threatened by you getting into the workplace having more active participation in society. We look at countries like the Philippines where women have just as much rights, if not more than the men do, because of the fact, but it's all equal, it's no more than less than, because they include them in the Constitution. Here in the United States, the main pet peeve that men have with women has to do with complaints. The reason being, men hate men who complain. We hate them. Why do we dislike them so much? Because they complain to make up excuses to get out of doing their job. That's why. They usually complain about process. Well, why is this standard like this? We don't need this. We could lower that. We could do away with that. This is why men don't like those type of people. And we respect people who can live within the standards. Let me give you an example. In the Navy, there are women that fly on aircraft carriers. Some of them are fighter jets. I think we have about two female fighter pilots or three in the Navy and Marine Corps. Now, what I want you to think about is this. They didn't lower the standards for these women to fly planes, especially fighter jets. They didn't lower standards for her to eject out of that plane. They didn't lower standards for the fire mission she would have to go in and conduct. They didn't lower standards for her going into hostile enemy airspace and possibly getting shot down with the potential of probably being violated because she's a female. She took on all of those responsibilities in order to serve her country. That standard was not lowered for her because she's a female. She measured up to the standard that men would have to measure up to. Not because men set that standard, but because that's a standard for survival. This is the reason why women like her, they're celebrated by men because guess what she didn't do? She didn't ask for anything that 
anybody else didn't ask for it. She got it together. She went in there, she stood her ground and did it. So the men have nothing but respect for her. But if a man was to do that and then he were to cop out and say, well, it's too difficult, you need to lower the standards, he would be ostracized the same way. He would be treated just like many of these men treat some of the women that wimp out or quit. See, that's the one problem that men have with women more than anything, quitting. Getting to a point of complaining and chronically complaining and never trying to work on a solution to do better. Because there are some people who do that, who love complaining. I told you about the friend of mine that complained about not finishing college. And she's sitting on that bar stool back in the 1990s talking about how she was going to go to college. 2000s came, still on that same bar stool. By this time, I had gone and got my bachelor's. She's still talking about, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to go back. Years later, two years later, when I got my master's, she was still talking about, yeah, I'm going to go back. Now, you know what? I don't need no damn degree. I'm okay the way I am. Person's okay the way they are because they never intended to do anything. People like to complain about their situation, but rarely do they like to do anything to improve it. They like complaining because that becomes part of their lifestyle. Plain and simple. I remember we had a client that came into our office one day when I worked at this company. And I was working in financial services at the time. And this guy came in. He had already inherited about three and a half million dollars. All through an insurance company, he didn't have to worry about paying any taxes or anything. And it was so funny because I didn't want to laugh, but it was so funny when he said, damn, now I don't have anything to complain about. I got to make new problems. He was complaining about him not having money. And now that he has money, he's got to think of something else to preoccupy his time to complain about. And when I heard him say that, I chuckled, but I damn sure wanted to laugh. But what that told me was that he wasn't happy with who he was. And damn, if you're not happy about who you are, how the hell can you be happy in life? It starts with that person called you. Men don't mind you complaining, ladies, if you have a solution to that complaint. And that solution should not be just you vicariously saying, oh, you should do this, you should do that. What should we do? Oops. Yeah, think about that. Now, the other. The last one. Some of you ladies like to control a man's life. And that man feels as though he's a child. And some of you find confidence in saying this sometimes to the man. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't want to rear no child. Well, what he's going to do is, <laughs> ladies, 
you don't know how easy that is to push a man into another woman's arms. All of the things that I described, all these 10 things I described, are things if they're compiled together in a relationship and they're all going on at the same time, that man is going to run to that other woman's arms. Plain and simple. He may find a woman that looks like you physically, big hips, big breasts, nice hair, whatever. But as long as she's not you, because he's concerned about the content, not the packaging, that's what gets him closer to that other woman. Now, here's the problem for some of you ladies. Some of you want these men to be like your dad was. Ain't gonna happen. Your dad was an independent man dealing with different circumstances with your mom. I know from the outside, it looks like a novelty, like, oh man, that would be great. Mom and dad had a wonderful marriage. You don't know half the hell mom and dad went through. Mom could have very well caught dad sleeping with almost every woman around. You don't know that. There's a guy that wrote me. It was about maybe eight months ago. I didn't read it on the podcast. And his wife went to a family reunion. And they started not to have it because during that time they had the COVID lockdowns real bad. But they went, went against protocol and went on ahead. And the interesting thing that he discovered was that his wife had held him to this high standard of morality and all the rest. And when he got there, there was a relative that showed up that not too many people were happy that this person came. And the reason why they didn't want this person to come was because this person told the truth. And so they were trying to project this crystal clear image of the family. And this individual said straight up, who had children with whom? This is where this gentleman found out that his wife was the product of her mother cheating on her father with a neighbor. But the whole time, she was led to believe that this guy was her biological father that she grew up with, upstanding and moral. But in reality, her mom was having an extramarital affair with a married man and got pregnant by him, and she was the offspring from that. And this individual spilled the beans on a lot of other family members. And before it was over with, it was really brutal. But what the gentleman wanted to know from me was, how does he address this now? Because his wife had put him on this thing where he had to be so uprighteous and now 
he's realized that she and her family have flaws just like everyone else. And now she's walking around at that time with egg on her face, being very lethargic, not wanting to talk, not wanting to be intimate, not wanting to do anything. She feels defeated. And what I explained to him was that it hindered her self-esteem because that's what made her feel better than you in the relationship. That's the motivation that kept her going because she felt as though she had the lead on you in morality. Now that she realizes that she's human just like everybody else and so is her family, it brings things into a whole new light. This young lady found out she had relatives that she knew didn't know about. And a lot of the people that they used to call aunt and uncle were not even related to them, but people that their parents and relatives have been screwing for years. And they gave them those titles in order, just in case if any of the kids asked any questions. That's the reason why I always look at people funny when they start telling me shit like, uh, well, yeah, he my play uncle. But when I hear the word play, I'm like, oh, somebody, knew. yeah, that's something up with that. That's suspect. Grown ass people talking about play this, play that. Play school, play your ass away from around me. That's what you play. You got to be more realistic. But ladies, I'm telling you, these 10 things are definitely elements that men have issues with, with women. And I'm talking about men that are in relationships, that are in committed relationships. And the thing is, it's not that you, you know, the best thing to do in, in each one of these cases is to open a dialogue where the two of you can talk about these things. Because the more things you can resolve early on or preempt or use uh, some sort of preventive maintenance, the better your relationship will prosper. The more happier times you'll have. And it cuts out on a lot of BS and drama. But one thing, if you don't get anything out of this podcast, ladies, please keep your mouth shut about what goes on with you and your man because somebody's gonna hear it the wrong way. You may explain it one way, they may hear the wrong way, and then they may overreact or react, and then you got a whole mess on your hand that you don't need. Stay off of social media with your personal business. That is not the place for it. Now, one more email I'm going to read then I'm going to close it out for tonight my name is Elizabeth you have an interesting perspective on things and I really appreciate your show I'm learning a lot about men and I'm learning a lot about myself especially some of the introspective stuff you talk about because I realize now that I have been a jerkette if there's such a thing And I realized that maybe I should change my whole approach. I'll probably get better results. 
Well, what I'm writing you about is something that recently happened to me. And if you happen to read this email, please put it on your podcast. I would love to hear my story talked about on the podcast. What happened? I ordered a cum shot. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, it was at a bar. And the guy brought it over. The bartender brought it over. And when he did, I drank it. And it was the best drink ever. Well, I posted on Facebook. And, of course, I put the caption, cum shot. Well, my family went bananas. The guy that I met online that we started talking, but we haven't dated, he was offended. And I was explaining to him that it was about the drink. And he said that his mother and other people in his family happened to see the post and they were appalled. He wants me to formally go over to his family's house and apologize to his family this coming Sunday. I don't know if I'm up for this. I met the guy on Match. We've gone out a couple of times. I don't know if I really want to do this or not. Any ideas as to how I can handle this? As you can tell, I'm more of a liberal gal than he is as far as conservative. My dear, what I will tell you is this. And yes, folks, there is a drink called the cum shot. You can look it up online. Here's the thing I will tell you. No. Don't get involved with that at all. What he's trying to do now is to groom and condition you You are a Mustang. You are a woman that's out there who's having fun being herself. He doesn't quite get it because he's trying to project an image and it's not going to fall into place. He's going to be the kind of guy when you get with him and you start getting into a relationship, you're not going out to the club. You're not going to be posting come shot you know, vodka drinks. I mean, not vodka, but uh, what they use. They use uh, rum for that. Rum drinks showing out. It's not going to happen. So, in other words, you're going to have to measure yourself as to whether or not you really have the stomach to deal with this. I personally don't think it would be a wise idea to deal with this. You could do better. You're too independent, I can just tell by the way you wrote this, to be restrained or constrained. You're just not. One of these type of women, probably walking around with no panties. Perfect. But you just seem to be that cutting-edge type woman. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a certain type of guy that has to deal with you. And usually that guy, he doesn't have to do much work to keep you as his woman. You're not one of these demanding or, how could I best say it, material type girls. You'd actually probably be a good girl to date. Look at your options. Don't waste it on this thing, because I'm telling you, what he's going to do is get you in front of his family and humiliate you, and this is going to be a form of control. The very last thing that men hate for women to do to them is what? He's trying to do to you. 
Just keep that in mind. Take care, my dear. Thank you, folks, for listening. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.